correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. www.d20radio.com Welcome to Opcast, Arms Around the Trinity Continuum. Our podcast does in-depth reviews covering everything from first edition to the newest StoryPath edition of the books published for Trinity Continuum, including Aeon, Aberrant, Adventure, and more. My name is Scott Cuban. I'm one of your hosts. You can find me at, at SimulacraRPGs on Twitter and on YouTube and Twitch at SimulacraTV for the actual play channel I run. And I am one of your other hosts, Josh Heath. You can find me at Podcast Werewolf, where I'm largely talking about Werewolf, the Apocalypse. But you can also just search for me on Twitter under my name and find me. But don't do that because I don't use that Twitter handle. But uh, people do sometimes find me there and it's always weird. Yeah, anyway, I, I also have a real Twitter. You don't need to know it. Right. <laughs> so... We are a member of the D20 Radio Network. If you don't know about the D20 Radio Network, I'll tell you about it. It is a connection, a group of podcasts that get together and support one another as a network. And we are this week shouting out Squad Tactica Podcast, a Warhammer 40k kill team podcast. They focus on kill teams and the narratives they forge. They specifically talk about the kill team rules, fluff, squad building, customization, and so forth. This is a show all about things kill team and as i mentioned the last time we shouted these folks out i don't really know what that is Chaz did tell me a little bit about it afterward but if that's a thing you're interested in go and check them out so today we are talking about a grab bag of small projects small books for trinity continuum aeon thankfully onyx path has been feeding the beast with little drops and dips here, here and there in between waiting for bigger releases. So today we're talking about the official quick start for Aeon, which is called Quantum Entanglement. We're also talking about a tasty bit, which is pets. And we're going to be talking about the two novellas, Meridian and Dawn. Uh, so we'll start off talking about the quick start. Josh, do you have any thoughts about this? My very first thought is not about any of the wonderful content in the book. It is about the name. Okay. I cannot keep straight a quantum leap, the Trinity Continuum quick start, and quantum entanglement, the Trinity Continuum Aeon jump start. It's I should a, be able to. It's a real but... weird choice. I'll <laughs> yeah. agree. First, first and foremost, because they already have something with the word quantum in another quick start. Secondly, this would be a lot better for aberrant in right. terms of terminology because quantum stuff is the bad stuff although when we when there is quantum stuff going sense. on it makes yeah. sense but for for it does not scream aeon to me so yeah they could have done a better job with the yeah, name i agree yeah uh, but what about the book itself so it is a it's a jump start mm -hmm. so it's a little bit rules and it's a little bit an adventure story chronicle for you to work through it takes place on my favorite place in the Aeon universe on Luna. It in some ways, and I'm not saying that the, 
the people that wrote this even looked at what I wrote for the My Dark Side of the Moon project. But there are real similarities between <laughs> the adventure awesome. here and Dark Side of the Moon. I read this last night and I was like, this seems a little bit familiar. I, I might have done. I, I remember playing in a game awful lot like this. Yeah. And that's, I think, just convergent writing, because I actually think this was being written at the same time that I wrote and then ran that game. Mm -hmm. So there was no way that there could be a yeah, crossover. Not. I just found it funny. And it, to me, makes it a little bit more useful because I could dig into this and pull parts and pieces of it and include it in my story already that I think could add some value to it. But I think let's talk about the mechanics stuff. Sure, first. absolutely. This, uh, we, we talked about this in another jumpstart, how helpful it is to have the, mm -hmm. this, the rundown. What are your thoughts on like that first chapter, chapter one story path overview? Well, I mean, I think it's very similar to the Adventures of Teen Tomorrow that we already covered. Mm -hmm. I, I think that it's a good, very useful rundown of the basics. It's what you need to run this type of adventure. Of course, it comes in with some information about Psy and other things specific to Aeon, and that's good. I, I I can't say much more than we already said about this for the other quick start because it's basically identical. That being said, it's great. It's great to have on hand. I'm, I'm holding my physical copy of it right now, which I'm going to for whenever I'm running the game because it has such useful information in it, especially I love, I'll reset it again. I love the skill list in here. The yep. skill list is exactly what I need for running the game because the skills are so crucial to the system. Uh, yeah, I have to just throw in that this is, I would give this to a player mm -hmm. rather than give them the TC core book for the first couple of times that they're playing and say, Hey, review this, which I think I said in our, our team tomorrow episode, that this is just so super useful for giving you all the things you absolutely have to know how to play this game at the table. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It's it's a really, really good thing. I'm looking forward to to other quick starts, and we're going to have one for Adventure, probably one for Aether, for Anima. I'm looking forward to all those because so far these have been really good. Yeah. The only thing this doesn't do that I wish it did from a Psy perspective is give you a quick rundown on merging powers yeah because that's kind of a key element to aeon setting that it would have been good to have a page saying here's a quick rundown of what this yeah. is yeah if that's they could have, if they would have copied over the the table at mm -hmm. least yeah for, for what powers merge with well because you're right that is very important to aeon in terms of how to be a scion but like that's a tiny gripe and that's mm -hmm. like literally you can pull up the aeon book or the pdf or something and have that page and you'd be fine but it would just be one extra thing that i would say brings this from like a 9.5 to a 10. Like, yep so moving on to the adventure itself first and foremost yes you're right it was very familiar to your dark side of the moon but the other thing that i caught me was how it it was also somewhat familiar to Darkness Revealed Part 1. Yes. Uh, it's not the same adventure by any stretch of the imagination, but there are some similarities. There are some themes. There's locations that are there that are mentioned and are similar. Like the Belloc Clinic mm. is featured in both adventures, and there's people going missing. So it's interesting that they chose to not redo that adventure, but give us a little nostalgic Easter, Easter egg in it. Yeah, it's... I feel like the author 
did an homage mm -hmm. to that without retreading old ground it but if if you wanted to run a version of that adventure using this as a baseline it would pretty well like link up yeah you could you could swap some things out here and there it's just i i liked it from that so so let's run down the basics of the adventure the adventure sure. starts with the seed of there's been a, there's been a body dumped in luna park which i know we've mentioned this before the idea of a theme park on the moon is just amazing but then you dump a body in it and there's been a fight because there's also a very badly beaten legionnaire who apparently witnessed something and so your characters come onto this scene there's a body there's a legionnaire things feel weird because you're all scions and you have you go by your your psychic feelings and there's some suspects to interrogate there's evidence to gather so it starts off very much part of a procedural part of an investigation and then you go from there you track down suspects you track down leads and eventually you find your way to the heart of it, which is a hidden aberrant somewhere deep in the moon, deep in, in the city of Olympus. Mm -hmm. And then there's a big old aberrant fight, which, you know me, I love a big old aberrant fight. For sure. So it's a very it's, it's a very small, very bare bones adventure. It gives you some social stuff to do, some mental stuff to do, and a nice big action climax. It's very short and sweet, but I think it really sums up a lot of what's cool about Aeon. Yeah. And I like that. It's not a railroad, right? Mm -hmm. That it's really hard to write adventures that are not, because how do you write a story, right? Mm -hmm. That it allows for players to make decisions that could completely derail the entire like arc of things that you, so it's really a series of scenes that link to one another in a logical progression Mm -hmm. that probably your players are going to get to, particularly yeah. if you're playing the ready-made characters provided. Absolutely. But yeah, no, I think that, yeah, it, it, it doesn't present it as do this, do this, do this, do this, in this order. It's if your players go here, if they look into this, this is what they find. Mm -hmm. And this is how it links to something else so that you can maintain that web of connection while following your players as they, they go through this investigation. Absolutely. And this is a really good example of a police procedural mm -hmm. using the Trinity continuum, which I think is really great that they lean into that sci-fi police procedural It that has shades of Blade Runner. It has shades of altered carbon. It has shades of those sorts of stories in this, which I think works. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, not to spoil too much of it. I think we've given the bare bones of it, but it's a good adventure. Like I would run this at a con. I would run this to get people interested in Aeon. Let's move on to the characters themselves. Josh, what did you think about the characters? Yeah, these are really good ready-made characters. Mm -hmm. What I really like is you get just enough background detail that I think I could live in one of these characters as a player for a session or maybe even a short chronicle. Like I would be comfortable with every single one of them as having enough. It also gives you the edges that they have. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to dig into the book to find those things. You've got basic explanations of your different psi powers mm -hmm. and what they do. So again, you don't have to go digging, which yeah, I you, love all that. Yeah, you have the full character sheet, but you mm -hmm. also have basically a, a cheat sheet for each character all basically you have four pages worth of information for each character two of which is background cheat sheet and then two full full page character sheets mm -hmm. so yeah you could you have everything you need to play these characters in this book 
There's no need to even reference the core book here, with the exception of the the side mending blending but rules. E even that for a jump start, you might not want to use those rules, right? Yeah, exactly. That, that so, might be a little bit too complicated. So I'm kind of okay with it, as much as I would like it, because I like to em encourage that player cooperation of powers in that magey sort of way. But it's fine if you're like, hey, we're not going to use those rules for this to get you interested in it. Should be cool. Mm -hmm. So did you have a favorite character among them? You know, I was trying to decide that while I was skimming through it. Angel Valentine is cool. They are a, a transhuman bounty hunter. Mm -hmm. And I, like part of me goes, they are my favorite. But then I really dig the very clear PI, like noir detective mariah Mar yeah mariah joshi um mm -hmm. i love her just because she is such a noir like theme mm -hmm. as a character so they're both great but those are just my two like highlights yeah i agree with you i also just love the idea of the professional asshole yes uh, basically the legionnaire <laughs> captain rory mcleod yeah i've played characters like that in the past they're fun for yeah. sure what's <laughs> interesting to me again and again this was not no one knew anything about these two projects i had a real similar character in my <laughs> dark side of the moon ready-made character list who was a legionnaire that was a bit like a bit similar to this particular mm -hmm. character i just think that's interesting that you come at these things and people pull out those same themes and ideas for the characters yeah so overall quantum entanglement Great quick quick start, really good intro to Aeon, very useful, useful to have on hand for when you're running your campaign beyond just this short story. Yep. And really good characters. Yep. I would recommend this to everyone that wants to get started with Aeon. And even if you're uh, like a big fan of Aeon, I would recommend getting this as a, here's a good example of things you can build off of. Mm-hmm. So moving on to the next book, this is a tasty bit. So it's a project that was released as part of the trying to get as get get stuff out into the into the world phase, and they're continuing to do that. But it's a I really love pets. I love the idea of it. I love the execution of it. It was something I wasn't ever expecting to have, mm -hmm. but I think is a really great idea. What What are your first thoughts on on this tasty bit about pets? So I absolutely hate animal companions in rpgs <laughs> okay so i came at this going oh great here's your druid animal companion your ranger animal companion your bard that's got a random parrot on his shoulder book and i came away from it going i i really enjoy what this provides for the story context mm -hmm. of aeon particularly because it gives a really key bit of information we get nowhere else that there are birds on luna yeah and i really that changes my entire perception of the biosphere of the lunar experience like being able to talk about the birds and the sounds that they make in that environment allows me to do some fun stuff that I wouldn't have thought about without this book. So I like it, even though I don't like the basic premise. Well, I think I could definitely, I, I, if I had to put money down, I'd say that they probably, whoever wrote this borrowed that concept from The Expanse. Mm. Uh, okay. Because they're in the book and books and on the TV show, they do highlight 
birds in low gravity environments, which is very interesting. Like just like it's, it's just an image burned into my head of like this little little tiny little bird that's like flapping its wings like maybe once or twice every three seconds. That's because cool. it doesn't have to. Sure. And I I think that the, there's probably some inspiration there. But I I generally like this. I'm not as as hateful towards the idea of companions, big or small, in in RPGs. I think that it's an interesting quirk to have, something to play off of. Either I, I love them from the capacity of a player can role play their companion, and the story guide can role play their companion. It can go back and forth. It, it's it can be either a full character or an accessory or just something to flesh things out. I, I do, like, I've had experiences in the past, one particular person uh, who I gained with several occasions, and they always had an animal companion, and their 90% of their role play was with that animal companion. So I get where you're coming from. That can really suck. Um, it, it also, but generally for my games, my players forget they have an animal companion. Right. Until I remind them, hey, mm-hmm. your snake or your dog or like I've only had two players ever really effectively have their animal companion involved in the story. And it one was a Ravenloft Dampier character that had a Great Dane as his animal companion. Mm-hmm. And the animal companion was l- basically another full character in the story. It was great. It was a little bit Scooby-Doo-ish, but it was good. And the other was a mage player that had a weasel that she was like, she would bring up, hey, my weasel is doing this. Like, Hmm. and it wasn't too much. It was just enough of like, now they're present and involved in the story. And then otherwise, they all my players have forgotten they ever had animal companions. And so until it's like the middle of the fight and they're like, oh, wait, my dog does this or my wolf does this. And it's like. Okay, sure. Sure well, they do. If you ever run Aeon for me ever again, <laughs> I will make a character with, a, with an animal companion and it will rule. Awesome. I look forward uh, to it. But anyway, going off what you said, I like how this fleshes out the world of Aeon mm-hmm. because there's some good amount of like setting information about pets, where they come from, what their role is, what their place in society is based off where you are. Like Earth, obviously, probably very familiar, but co- colonies, exoplanets they can have a very different function and a different different niche in society. I also really like the rules. Their edges in terms of mechanics, you buy these with edge points. So it's actually a pretty significant investment from your starting character creation to have one of these things. But I think the rules for them are great. Like they are pretty functional in terms of like using them in a mechanical way. Yeah. They don't give you just to dive into this. They don't just give you basic pets, right? They give mm. you the option for robots that effectively are pets mm-hmm. or gene engineered animals that are pets just with accoutrement mm-hmm. and your basic pets if you want to have like a cat or a dog yeah. and all use the basic same basic system for each other yeah there's a lot of options mm-hmm. and another thing that i, I want to mention is that well this is an aeon prod- product there's nothing preventing you from using this in aberrant or core or adventure, or anima, or anything. For sure. Little tweaks, little reskins to the rules here. You could use this in any Trinity Continuum game. Absolutely. I and bet like, you could port this into Scion very easily. Yeah. I don't, I can't think of any of the rules in here that would make me go, you couldn't do that. And that would right, be right. cool. So there's a lot of utility there. But yeah, I mean, I just like, there's really cool, there's a cool, a bunch of cool ideas. Like they give them really interesting special abilities here and there. And like when you get into the biotechnological 
pets. Like that's when it gets really weird. Mm-hmm. Like that's that is the most Aeon type of thing is when these bio like biotech pets. But um, you could really do like an ether inspired. You could use this in that game really easily and be like, well, this is an, an alien creature that I found that happens to resemble a dog that's from an alternate dimension or something. Absolutely. Which would be yeah. cool. So any game, any game you can do, any of these work as quantum technology from Aberrant, like it's all very useful and it's integrated into the system in such a way that they can be used. But yeah, I like this. I think this is a lovely little addition to to the Aeon world and infinitely useful for any other Trinity Continuum game. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, like I said, I was pleasantly surprised at how I didn't hate this. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So moving on, next we're going to talk about the two novellas. We have Meridian and Dawn. Before we talk about these, I just want to mention that these two novel names were, they were going to be novels from first edition. Young Teenage Me was very eagerly anticipating these novels when they were announced but of course, never released. And it was one of the one of the, the the things that I would constantly check up on on the old White Wolf website of like, oh, is this actually going to happen? Because I really love the setting of Aeon and having novels to flesh that setting out, having new and interesting perspectives on the setting was something that I was hungry for. And so I was really, really happy when the Kickstarter mentioned that these were on the table, that this was part of the plan to to not necessarily make the novels that were going to be made, but spiritually fulfill the promise that was made many decades ago. So which one do you want to talk about first, Josh? Dawn or Meridian? So I read Meridian first, and then I read Dawn. So can we talk about them in that order? Sure, let's do that. Okay. Meridian, they're one. They're both good. Oh, yeah, they both kick ass. Really, Lauren Roy and Chris Allen did an excellent job of of writing these. I'm really impressed. Meridian surprised me in how it was constructed Mm -hmm. in such a way that there were several moments in the story where I felt like this story is interacting with another story that has yet to be written, which does not bother me instead it does the opposite it makes me go either i can tell that story at the table or i hopefully will get some other fiction by this author in the future where they give us that other side of the story i think would be really cool it may never happen but it would be awesome if it did so Meridian is the story of a a vidikinetic who is i believe they're working for aeon right they are uh, in secret. In secret, yes. yes. A, a Vidikinetic secret agent mm-hmm. who's working against the United Republic, which is modern-day United uh, Aeon version of the United Kingdom. Who that that setting doesn't get a lot of love. I found no, um, not I mean, as much. Not as much, but mm-hmm. a fascist Britain certainly is something we've seen before in 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 various implementations. Mm-hmm. But it's very interesting. But they're in France. They're in Libesure, hunting for some ancient aberrant war era project that would be weaponized or you'd be useful in in doing some bad stuff. I really liked the setup of this because we have a clear protagonist, mm-hmm. but she's part of a team who is are helping her remotely which really highlights how powerful Psy can be when you are working together as part of a team. You can have, I'm, I'm, I'm our point man. 
I am embedded. I am alone. So I can do this secret mission easier than having my friends around me. But everyone who's in the back, who's like piggybacking me through psionics can help me, can be useful, can do things. And it, and the system backs that up. You could yeah. run this as presented with the Aeon system. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Also, I thought it was really cool to show how badass Vitakinetics can be. <laughs> Way more badass than I realized before. Like, mm -hmm. she nearly dies, mm -hmm. like, Several horribly, times. multiple yeah. times, and keeps bouncing back. Mm -hmm. And it's so well presented. Like, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like, Psy is, Psy is keeping her together. Mm -hmm. And not just keeping her together, boosting her to incredible feats of, of ability. Right. And I like this, the, the presentation of this idea that you could play a game that one player is playing this embedded thing in a, a group where all the other players are playing these supporting characters, right? Mm -hmm. Then they also have other characters that are supporting the rat in the, mm -hmm. like, in, in the main group. That would be super fun to do. It may be a little hard to not metagame it super right. hard, but the right group of people that would Could be super up, fun yeah. yeah but it also works as a novel because you don't have mm -hmm. the the tape the constraints of who's playing who and whatnot but it really represents the setting very well in, in a way that is believable to the game yeah and all of the sigh which you you just said but all of the sigh fits the mechanics so much fiction for rpgs it's fiction you can do whatever you want so you don't always feel constrained by the system but nothing in here is not systematically appropriate mm-hmm which is huge. Yeah, I, I really like this. It, it tells a surprisingly deep story. Like there's mm -hmm. a lot going on here and there's a lot of threads that you have, you can follow and a lot of things that you can explore. Like you mentioned, like the, there's more to this story. Mm -hmm. And I certainly don't want to spoil, spoil what I think is probably the biggest right. secret of it, but there is one hell of a doozy in it. Yeah, this is so good. And if you need some help to do a Lablacer setting, this makes it come alive. Oh yeah, there are there are NPCs, there are locations, there are scenarios in this that you can absolutely play off of. Mm -hmm. This it's a big story hook book mm -hmm. without absolutely. being intentionally designed as that. Like it's just it's awesome. So can't say can't say that enough. Absolutely. So moving on to Dawn. I really liked Dawn. This is a shorter story, and it is about a primarily about a clairsentient mm -hmm. who is all managing a team going to Numbia, mm -hmm. uh, and they run into some new and different aliens, aliens that we haven't seen in the core book. And there is a very tense struggle between them and the colonists and these aliens. I, of course, being a huge clairsentient fanboy, really liked having a clairsentient protagonist. Yep. And not the not the sort of clairsentient protagonist that we've seen elsewhere, that being the noir detective, mm -hmm. which I love a noir detective clairsentient. That's fantastic. But I also love that we have like a more action leader clairsentient. Yeah, I Jay gives me who is the, the clairsentient character gives me a, a sense of being a mechanic. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she or I don't think they are necessarily, but in my head, that's who this character is. Mm -hmm. And they're just putting the pieces of the machinery together is how their yeah. clairsentience works. Like that's just the sense I get from the character. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really cool. It's really cool to see Clarsentians play out. We also get some really interesting stuff about Farnumbia, about yeah. the people there, mm-hmm. the colonists and the, the Parasitas. Which um, are not in the the core book. They're not in any of the the RPG supplements mm-hmm. for Farnumba. There are no Parasitas on there officially, as far as I remember. No, they're in Terra Firma. Are they no, in no, Terra Firma? They're, they're in Distant Worlds. Sorry. Okay, cool. For some reason, I missed that then because I was like, oh, that's really cool if they're also off planet because what does that mean? Are they a splinter group of Parasistas? No, no, they, like... they are. They are a, hmm, I, 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 I thought I, we, we may be misremembering things, but they're, yeah. I think they are where they're supposed to be. Sure. But yeah, it's really cool. And the aliens presented are very interesting. Mm-hmm. We also get some some things about the Zeps and like exploring some Zep technology. Yep. which are another cool mystery that Aeon has always had in it, which I think is cool. So yeah, like I said, it's shorter. There's not as much to it as there is Meridian, but it's a really, really cool action alien adventure story. It's also really about the people yes. involved, which I really resonated with all of the characters here. Every one of them feels three-dimensional. Even the aliens feel three-dimensional. Mm-hmm. Like it... I, even though we don't get a ton of what's going on in their heads, I think you get enough to be like, I could now run these as a, an alien species in my game or something. Yeah, this, I mean, this is very much a, it's a gaming something of a Wild West vibe. Yeah. Of This is on the frontier mm-hmm. and we are dealing with things that we're not, we're not, we don't have the backup of a big civilization behind us to deal yeah. with this. We are not on our own with a limited pool of resources and we're a little over our heads, but because we have psychic superpowers, we can figure it out. Right. And there is literally a shootout at the OK Corral oh, yeah, at one point in the and story. Cool. So yeah, it's, that's such a good scene. Like mm-hmm. it's a good book. I, I think both of these novellas are are really well written, which I've said mm-hmm. before, but like they're good. Yeah, they're good. They make sense in terms of the game. Both of them do. And they really highlight what the world is like, like what type of stories and adventures you can go on in the story. And I really hope they do more. Like, I want to see more. I love the novellas that they put out so far. Yeah, same. I One thing that I will note, too, is that from a format standpoint, they come in PDF, EPUB, and Mobi formats. Mm-hmm. So if you have an e-reader, whatever form... You can read these on them. I read them on my phone, mm-hmm. which was super easy to read them. And my phone has a text-to-voice feature also that's yeah. really good. So if you are an audiobook preference person, that is a way around to do it if, if that is your preference of reading books. Absolutely. And they, they also offer, offer them in traditional publishing. As, well, not traditional publishing, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, print on demand. Print so on you demand. can have a there physical you. book in your physical hands. Physical book in your hand, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, so... Four really solid, smaller products from Onyx Path set in the Aeon universe that are, they're so solid. They're so good. I think that they're they're definitely worth your time from any perspective that you want to look at. Definitely the pets and the quick start is good for game material, either as a player, as a story guide. And the novellas are great for really getting you your hands dirty and deep into the, the guts of the world. Yep. I, I think everything we've reviewed today is worthwhile for a story guide at minimum to have. Mm-hmm. I even really recommend a player read these yeah. novellas because it's going to help you be like, oh, this is the world. This is these are parts of the world that we are in. Mm-hmm. And this is the things I can do. 
right like, the, like i said the perspective on the vedican edict as an action badass mm-hmm. like you, you wouldn't necessarily think about that but you can totally do it yeah which expands the concepts that players lean into you're like you could do more mm-hmm. than, absolutely than mm-hmm. all right well i think the only thing left we have to say is a an enjoinder to keep your arms around the trinity continuum <laughs>